Hey, it's Larry. Uh, Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Real quick, before we get into this episode, I had such an amazing, eye-opening, life-changing experience at the World Parkinson Congress in Kyoto that I want others to have that opportunity, too. So Becca Miller and I and 24 of our PD community friends have launched a year-long WPC Travel Grant Fundraiser. We're each doing a two-week Facebook fundraiser. Mine's underway right now because my birthday's January 9th. All the money raised will be used to help offset travel costs so more people with young-onset Parkinson's can attend the next WPC in Barcelona in 2022. You can search out details on the When Life Gives You Parkinson's Facebook page or donate directly to the WPC website. Go to wpc2022.org slash yopdfund. If you or your business would like to supply matching funds... Hey, good on you. Email me at parkinsonspot at curiouscast.ca. And now, on with the show. Hey, folks, it's Larry and Rebecca. Hello. Uh, We just have a a little announcement here. Uh, So I've been having some chronic nosebleeds. So like uh, a couple Thursdays ago, I had to call 911 from my office because my nose wouldn't stop bleeding. And so the EMTs came and they put a big clamp on my nose and took me out to the ambulance and took me to the ER. And and they the, finally the bleeding stopped after a couple of hours and they sent me home with nothing. <laughs> a big clamp for a your big nose. big clamp for my nose. Should it happen again? And then I uh, had a bunch more. I uh, had a dozen over the course of the next like eight days. I was in Toronto. Uh, having dinner with colleagues, and uh, my nose started to bleed. And I said, oh, I'm going to go back to the hotel. A colleague went with me. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Mike was there, and uh, he dropped me off at the third floor of the hotel and said, hey, I'm just upstairs if you need me. And 10 minutes later, he probably got an email he never thought he'd get, which was just the subject line, help 911, which is a horrible thing to write to somebody, but I did. Uh, I was, um, at the time... Uh, bleeding profusely from both nostrils and choking and coughing on my own blood. And uh, whoever had to clean up that mess is going to have nightmares forever because it was like a horror film. God bless them. So uh, after um, I emailed Mike, I called 911 uh, uh, in Toronto, and they they were on their way, and then I I called Rebecca. And how was that, honey? (laughs) Uh, a little traumatic because you. I, he calls me sobbing, um, almost saying a quick goodbye because he was convinced that he that the blood was. So I'm spitting up blood. I've called nine one one. I'm. I can't believe I'm spitting up blood and very emotional. Yes. Um, crying a bit and. So I could tell that you were beginning a panic attack. It's not your first panic attack. No. So I saw that saw that coming. The fact that there was a lot of blood, I'm sure, did not help. <laughs> not a big fan of blood. I got to be honest. And to to be honest, one of the reasons why I was able to keep calm is that I was not looking at an entire sea of of blood all over the sink in the bathroom and in your hotel, because I'm sure that that was a oh my god a a horrific sight. Thanks again, Mike. Yeah. And <laughs> um, but you know. You were definitely in a in a bit of a panic. That much blood, feeling like you're choking. That well, you it's not just really blood; breathe. it's blood clots that I'm choking on, and I'm coughing right. up. And it's I mean, it was gross. Well, and that's never you know that's always the telling scene in the movie, right? Right. When somebody starts coughing up blood, you know that oh well, they're going to die soon. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure that that you know connection 
got got made in the brain pan somewhere. So there. so not, needless to say, this was a big wake up call. It turns out. I had done a lot of flying. I did 13 round-trip flights in 16 weeks, which is a lot of travel, uh, which is recycled air, which dries out your nose. I also have quite a bit of stress in my life with work and family and Parkinson's and the podcast and everything. And then I was taking a daily aspirin because at some point, somebody somewhere said, hey, uh, to prevent stroke and heart attacks, uh, people of a certain age should take a daily uh, low-dose aspirin. So I've been doing that for three to four years, I guess. Um, it turns out that's what was causing all my blood not to clot. Uh, and they don't recommend that people take uh, daily aspirin unless you've already had a stroke or a heart attack. Uh, that's a new recommendation, new, and the doctors are beginning to adapt to that. Yeah, so if you take a daily low-dose aspirin and you've never had a stroke or a heart attack, stop it! Stop! Uh, luckily, I was able to email uh, my GP and my neurologist, and my neurologist looked on my chart and saw that I was taking an aspirin and told me to stop it right away uh, once uh, I had the big event in Toronto, uh, which was great, uh, which is why you should always carry around the list of meds you're on. I was able to just show my phone to the EMTs, and they were like, hey, this is pretty organized. Um, and so uh, they've also, my GP and my neurologist have teamed up together and given me the same advice, which is you got to cut back. You can't do everything, which is hard for me to say out loud because I like to do everything. Um, but I'm you know, we've we've got a family, and we've got I've got an important job, and I've got a podcast, and I've got advocacy, and I, I do a lot. So we're scaling back, and what that means for the podcast is effective with uh, this episode uh, of the podcast coming out Wednesday, December fourth. It will be every other week uh, moving forward instead of every week. So no more extra dosages. Uh, yeah, I don't know that we'll have. Well, this is an extra dosage, so you know, they may come fly by night, but uh, it won't be as regular as it has been. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully, you understand with that. And but we'll still continue to pump it out. We got a lot of great episodes coming your way. A lot of great storytelling, just maybe not as frequent. Right, and uh, you know, as I hear it, people are having a trouble keeping up with it anyway. So this will give you time to go back to season one and listen to what you missed. <laughs> it's all about you, the listener. Really, I'm trying to make life easier for you. <laughs> uh, but thanks for listening. We just hit 100,000 downloads, and we couldn't be prouder uh, and, and more appreciative of the support we get from the Parkinson's community and from other communities around the world that are just interested in the stories that we're telling. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.